You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome aboard National Football Show, and it's your boy Big Stills. And come on in, come on in. Oh my God, Kyle, thank you so much for starting my show off and you starting your day off with those wonderful comments. Now I know it's working. When you can get someone that doesn't like you to make a comment so that you can see it, Thank you so much. It's the best comment of the day. Thank you so much, Kyle. <laughs> the show is good, but you're horrible. <laughs> I've, hey, Kyle, I don't know how. Wait a minute, Kyle, I'm speechless. Xander, I'm speechless. Sills, you suck. The show's great. I've never looked at it that way before, Kyle. I may have to agree with you. Cilio, you suck, but the show you do is good. <laughs> I get it, Kyle. But wait, Kyle, I might actually like that as a theme to my show. <laughs> Xander, hey, Kyle, so you know, Xander goes, you know, I think I agree with Kyle. Kyle, thanks a lot for coming aboard, man. All good. We really appreciate everybody stepping in. I, I I think Kyle throws that out in jest. But if you go over to my Twitter page, I get that all the time, too. <laughs> hey, Gigi, isn't that good? I love Hey, Kyle, it is good, man. That's all good. I really love it. So it's funny how people cover stories. I'm not sure if you went over to my, my Twitter page. A respected Bay Area reporter is reporting that Jimmy Garoppolo started throwing two to three weeks ago. And now it's news that Garoppolo has been throwing for three weeks. 
But when Big Sill says it, it's a lie. <laughs> hey, it's a lie. How come everybody attacked? Xander, did you see that? I posted this story from the San Jose Mercury News, who also covers the 49ers. Some beat reporter said, yeah, Garoppolo's been throwing for two to three weeks. I said that a couple days ago, and everyone called me a liar. But now a reporter says it. It's, it, it's now a story. <laughs> from the athletic. Oh, it's from the athletic. I thought it was a San Jose Mercury reporter that worked for the athletic. Okay, the athletic. What is that anyway? <laughs> hey, you got to love it. I know it's working now. So Garoppolo, on what I reported, how do you know my story's not going to come true in the end? There's been nothing I have said that hasn't happened yet. Jimmy threw two to three weeks ago and started throwing. Now it's being reported by more. I mean, hello? <laughs> eh? I might be too, but also was published in The Athletic. I read it today. Can you believe that? Holy cow, Big Sills, once again, ahead of the curve. (laughs) Oh, my God. Good day, Dr. Dan Fumble. Thank you. Keep it up, Sills. Eagles' first preseason game, Jets-Eagles. August 12th, 2022. We got you, Dan. You did say that. Hey, Joseph, now everyone's reporting it, that Jimmy G had been throwing for two to three weeks already. We had that one guy from the Bay Area on. Was his name Grant Cohn? Um, We had him on a couple days ago, and that was news to them. We report it. All of a sudden, I get called a liar, and then somebody else in the athletic now reports it, and it's news. Okay. We see how this goes. Somebody on my Twitter page goes, hey, shitty reporter. I'm not a reporter. I'm a talk show host. Okay? I'm a talk show host. If you want the news, first come here. Thank you, Michael. That's really cool of you, man. Sills, say this out loud. The the Philadelphia Eagles will get Justin Herbert in 2024. No, but you make it Joe Burrow. No, but you make it Joe Burrow. Okay, the methods of the great pioneers often puzzle conventional minds. Forte, you are so cool. That is such a great, great comment. Okay, should we do this now? Should we do this now? Hey, Xander, get ready. Get ready. It's happening again. It's happening again. So, official numbers have come out from the Las Vegas sports books. Bet online, a Las Vegas sports betting firm, has put out numbers on tight ends and wide receivers. Okay. Fumble says Jimmy G's girlfriend said he wouldn't look good in red, pewter, and orange. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) 
Jimmy G would look good in that Buccaneer offense with all those talented players, okay? So she'd rather have him in a, in, in a, in a, in a scenario, okay, where he's in a bad football team, but he's, he's in a situation where he looks good in a jersey. Okay, all right. Um, Xander, that's a good point there, man. My bad. Hey, is it okay if I use an online um, sports line or just say an online? Just say the odds. Okay. I don't want to upset our friends at Ocean's Casino. You guys are our main folks here. Make no mistake about that. Okay. I thought it was interesting on what some people were saying, though, about some of your boys. Are you ready? According to an online sports betting firm, here are some numbers for your Philadelphia Eagle football players. How many catches will A.J. Brown have in 2022? Seventy-three. Gamblers are saying 73 catches. That's that's a far cry from 100. How many yards will A.J. Brown have? 1,025. That's elite. How many touchdowns, according to the sports bettors? Seven. So according to the bookies and people who set lines and prop bets, A.J. Brown's going to have 73 catches for 1,025 and seven touchdowns? Wow. Well, it's got to mean then that other guys are going to have big years. Because all of you guys have been telling me there's 3,000-yard guys, okay, on the Eagles, okay? Let's go to Devontae. Devontae's numbers have to be up. The sports bettors are saying... Devontae Smith, 67 catches. 875 yards. And and five touchdowns. Wait a minute. So these bookies and sports bettors are now saying that a $25 million a year guy is going to have 73 catches, 1,025, seven touchdowns. And a first-round draft choice, and Devontae Smith's going to have 67 catches for 875 and five touchdowns. Dallas Goddard's got to have an absolute career year here then. Hey, by the way, I'm not reporting this. Well, I'm kind of reporting it because I read it. Okay? Because I read it. Like, Xander, Xander, I'll send you the link in the timeout. 
I'll send you the link in the timeout. Okay? Here. Got, Dallas Goddard's got to be bigger. These are the people who set the lines, prop bets, and sports bookies. Dallas Goddard. 59 catches. 700 yards. And five touchdowns. So wait a minute. This sounds like an offense that's going backwards. The... Yes, I did. By the way, I got the uh, oil cap off. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. I got it off this morning. It had to cool down. So let me reiterate. Xander, I'm going to send you the, because uh, my boy Jimmy Shapiro is pretty good. I've known him for a long time, and uh, he works for a couple of these firms. And I want to show you what some of the people are putting down on lines for 73 and a half catches. 1,025 and a half. Seven touchdowns. For A.J. Brown, that's $25 million. Devontae Smith, 67 and a half. 875 and a half. And five and a half touchdowns. They got this guy with 67 catches, 875, and five touchdowns. Take the over-under on that. Over-under, 73 and a half, 1,025 and a half, and seven touchdowns. Like I told you before, A.J. Brown has averaged 61 catches for 998 yards and eight touchdowns a year. He ain't no 1,300-yard guy. When everyone was throwing that number out yesterday, I'm like, these guys are freaking high. Intangibles, baby. So wait a minute here. A.J. Brown with 1,025 and a half. Take the over-under. The over-under set on Devontae Smith is 875 and a half. By the way, they ranked every wide receiver in the league. And tight end. Dallas Goddard, 59 and a half. 700 and a half. Over, under. Five touchdowns. Man. Where's all these numbers that Jalen Hurts is going to? Vegas don't believe it. Atlantic City doesn't believe it. Nobody believes it. Except you. How? Nobody in America. And these are people like Ocean's Casino who put on their sports book and put their money up and put the casino's money up. Okay, those are the true analysts. Those are the people that put it up and say, here's the line. Somebody said something to me yesterday about the Lions line. How could it only be five and a half sales? against the Lions in the opening week. Well, these numbers show you. 
they're not sold on that Eagle offense improving with that quarterback. Or is it something else? Maybe, hey, could it be Sirianni's offensive scheme? Yeah. That's right, Gary. You think Vegas sets these lines so they could lose money? Gigi goes, well, get ready for a bad... Dude, I don't think it's a bad season. I don't think it's what you think he's going... He's not going to put those numbers you think up. Atlantic City and Vegas are saying that. The line for the opening game against the Lions. How many games did the Lions win last year? Five and a half? And you're supposed to make it to the NFC Championship game? With those numbers from your skilled guys? Malcolm Jenkins says, we all we got, and we have what we need. Well, that's not what the people who put the money up are saying. William says, Hurt seems to be the key this season. The offensive coordinator's play calling. William, I said it. DC, head coach, Jalen. Those are your three components. By the way, Philly Mike will join us 4.30 Eastern time from the Philly Talk podcast. We will have him on in the second hour, 4.30 Eastern time. What are you guys making these numbers? Not Dan Cilio making this up. I read it and I couldn't believe it. By the way, I'm going to send him the Xander. Jones, what's up, brother? Rager will be the water boy. Omar says Philly is about winning, not numbers. Okay? That happens to be true. Omar, you and I seldom agree. You're right. Most productive NFC East team since 2000? Absolutely. Absolutely. What I'm doing here, Omar, is saying this that your boy Jalen Hurts is not going to be an elite quarterback or a top 10 quarterback in the history of his entire career. But they could still win. Colin Kaepernick was never going to be a top 10 quarterback in the history of the league. Kirk Cousins was never going to be a top 10 quarterback in the history of the NFL. Brad Johnson was never going to be a top 10 quarterback in the history of the league. Joe Flacco was never going to be in the top 10 history of the NFL or any particular season. But they got the Super Bowls. Nick Foles was never going to be a top 20 quarterback in the history or in a regular season of the NFL. But he got to a Super Bowl and was an MVP. Okay? You don't have to have... How many times do we see elite quarterbacks on shitty teams? All the time. Warren Moon was one of the most prolific passers in NFL history. That guy couldn't get out of an AFC championship game to save his life. Couldn't get out of an AFC championship game to save his life. Must be thinking the defense will carry the team. Michael, I told you this before. One of the reasons why I'm so high on the Eagles is because of what they've done defensively. I thought it was six picks that year, my friend. Mike, I thought the year that he threw those touchdowns, like 20, I thought he was 26 and six. 
Marino, another great example. All those guys could throw the ball, though. Uh, Kaepernick, not really. Colin Kaepernick wasn't really a thrower of the football. I think Jalen and him are pretty compatible. Just went, okay. So we, we're in agreement. The Vegas guys. The Vegas guys. Are saying A.J. Brown. 73 catches. 105, what, 1,025 yards. This is pretty standard for him. And seven touchdowns. That's kind of what he is. Now, where he's a beast is once he catches the ball, he creates first downs for you. I'd like to see that number, how good he is on third down. I guarantee you he's going to be a handful in the red zone. With that dominant running attack and him in the red zone, as physical as he is, you see, A.J. Brown, I'm going to help you guys out here on A.J. Brown here, okay? A.J. Brown is not a 20-to-20 guy. A.J. Brown's a red zone dude, short yardage guy, third down possession guy, moving the sticks, that kind of guy, blocking in your run game. He's that kind of guy. And, and, and those are enormous because they do more than just catch and get targets. They blow people up in the secondary. They're diversions at times. They're one-on-one nightmare matchups when you're down in the red zone. Ray, thanks for coming aboard. Please hit the like button, guy. Our gravy, A.J. Brown in the chat? No, but how he is. I'm being told that more and more that he comes aboard and watches a couple minutes of the program. So you never know when how he's checking in with us. I'm trying to figure out his handle. I can't get it from a couple sources that I have at the Novacare Center, but I know three people, one in the PR department. How you doing, Bob? One in the um, coaching staff. How you doing, brother? And the front office man himself. Yes. AJ was watching yesterday. <laughs> hey. Look, they got the bookies and the sports betters had Devontae Smith going backwards this year. 67 and a half, 875 and a half, five and a half. They're probably thinking he's going to get less targets because Brown's in the building. Dallas Goddard, 59 and a half, over under. Hey, by the way, let's play the game. According to the bookies and sports bettors, would you put down $100 on 73 and a half, over under on A.J. Brown having more than 73 catches? He's never had that in his career. Okay, what would you take, over or under? I'm taking the under because he's only averaged 61. Mike, hey, what's up, man? Thank you so much. Very kind. 
Over? Gigi's got over. Our gravy's got under. Slam the under. Push. Come on, Jeremiah. Push. Can't do push. What the hell? You think you're one of the shows on WIP or the Fanatic? Get straddled the fence? Come on, man. Act like you got a pair. Come on, man. I'm taking the under on the 73. Dank goes over. Hertz will force feed the ball to him. <laughs> if he can find him. Over scary money. Don't make money. <laughs> hey, all right. How about this? Over under 1,025 and a half for Brown. This is what the sports betters have out there as the line for him. I can't wait to send this to Xander. Every wide receiver and tight end has an over-under on him. Everyone pushes at least once. Thank you very much. Good night. Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 Eastern. We're here. Push. <laughs> under. Oh, you think he's going to go under 1,025? Over in yards. I see 65 catches for 1,100 yards. That'd be a great year for him. I think he's had 1,100 yards once in his career. Again, he's only been in the league three years, and he's averaged just about 1,000 a year. If the Eagles had a better passing quarterback, we would have three guys. That's not what we're asking here. Mike says over. Wow. Oh, I see. When you guys' money now, hey, hey, Xander, get this. When everybody's money's being asked to be put up, you know, it's a little different here. I only like this video so I can revert back to it. <laughs> uh, the real Mike. Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, Sills, I had AJ on my fantasy team in the past, and he burned me two years straight for missing games and not showing up. He doesn't have elite numbers. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. He's never had elite numbers. He does not put up elite numbers. He does not. That's a fact. You, you And it's not trash talking. It, why is it a problem when you say who a guy is? His first two seasons, he had 1,000 yards. So did Hunter Renfro. Okay? Hunter Renfro had like 100 catches last year. Jalen Waddle had 100 catches last year, and it was his rookie year. Then he had shitty Tua throwing him the ball at Jacoby Brissett. Come on, man. Hi, Sills. I'm Howie. Good night. How you doing? Seven touchdowns. I actually going to take – watch this. On A.J. Brown, according to the sports bettors, they say he's only going to have seven touchdowns. I'm going to take the over on that. I think he has like 10. I think he could really threaten 13. I think he could I think he could have seven seven to ten touchdowns. I'll take the over on that one. I'll take the over. Wow. <laughs> 73 catches, 1,025, seven touchdowns. This guy, wait, wait till I wait till you hear the next one. The next topic. I mean, those are just not $25 million a year numbers. 
Devontae, the sports bettors have him walking backwards. 67 and a half. Over under on, hey, including you too, Xander. 67 and a half. Over under on Devontae Smith and catches. This is what the sports bettors have. They're not very optimistic about this offense getting better. The sports bettors are not very optimistic. The the sports bettors are the guys. Smitty over AJ. So Xander thinks that AJ Brown, or excuse me, that Devontae's going to have more catches than AJ. 67 and a half seems awful low to me. Okay. Wow, Devontae thinks that. Or Xander thinks that Devontae is a better wide receiver than A.J. Brown. I hadn't thought of that. Is Devontae a better wide receiver than A.J. Brown? He fits the NFL today better. You don't have to be a bruiser like Michael Irvin or Jerry Rice or them guys any longer. I don't consider DK Metcalf one of the top three wide receivers in the league. But then again, I I consider Debo Samuel. But then again, Debo Samuel had 1,400 yards last year. Okay? Like Jamar Chase's of the world and the Devontae Smiths of the world, that's where the NFL is trending, those type of wideouts. Not the possession wideouts like DeAndre Hopkins, even though I love Hopkins. So there's something to be said about that. And I'm kind of talking out loud here, but there's something to be said about that, Xander. Who's who's a more gifted, talented kid for today's NFL? Yeah, I I I, I suppose. Then then why do you bring in another guy to stunt the growth of a? Why do you bring in AJ Brown to stunt the growth then of Devontae Smith? Yeah, no, no, easy money. I, 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 I'm. I think Xander's got a great point. Okay, I think he's got a point. Today's NFL is trending more towards that guy. Devontae with cover two or CB twos. Paul says I see Devontae Smith mostly as an outside guy the numbers and boundary type of wide receiver who catches the ball but goes but doesn't get much in the yak due to his lack of physical play and doesn't really run routes towards the middle of the field. Paul, that's pretty accessible. I mean, that's pretty right on the point. Um, and that's a pretty good assessment there. Miguel, thanks for coming aboard. AJ will get some double coverages and let Smith eat. But again, that that's not what Vegas and Atlantic City saying. They're not saying that. They're not. They're, they're totally not saying. They're not, they're not believing in this offense. Yeah, well, get this. Xander's going like this. Well, you know, A.J. lives in the middle of the field and um, Devontae lives on the perimeter. Okay? Here, here's the deal, though. you got to find him. And according to the people who make all the prop bets and sports bets, they don't believe in the Eagle offense. 
I mean, are, we're not even talking 3,000 yards between the three of them. That's, that's 1,900 yards. That's 2,600 yards between the three premier guys in your offensive passing attack. 2,600 guys? 2,600 yards. Joe Burrow had three guys have three grand. Cooper Cup had 1,900 yards. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Wow. I saw this. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe these numbers. 875 in yards for Devontae Smith. Over, under. Wait, G-Meta. I'm not talking about the quarterback. I'm talking about what the sports bettors are saying about your wide receivers in Philly. I'm not talking about the quarterback. I'm not bringing the quarterback it up at all. You guys are. Smile says under 875. You better hope not. Because the guy that I previously just said I wasn't mentioning won't have a job after week seven. Yes, sir, Sills Vegas and Atlantic City with the facts. Over, says David. Mike says over. Over by 12 yards. Very optimistic, Fumble. Very optimistic. Hard gravy. Wait a minute. Are you saying I'm doing some leaning towards Jalen Hurts, Hard gravy? Sports betters are talking about the quarterback sills, and you know, I I don't know it. How, how would I know that? I don't know they're talking about the quarterback. I just saw sports lines on all the wide receivers and tight ends in the NFL. And I said, let me take a look what they think these guys are going to do this year in Philly. Oh, man. Boy, that's not very optimistic. Jay says sports bettors are playing it safe. Jay, you think they build those castles in Atlantic City and Las Vegas because they lose money? Those guys put sports lines up for one reason, to take yours. <laughs> Sills, great show, but you're horrible, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm not doing anything here. William goes, Sills, you got my Italian blood going. Hold on here, man. Oh, I got this. This, this is spectacular. How in the world... Here they are right here. Look at all these numbers. Let's see what C.D. Lamb. Look at A.J. Brown. Not very optimistic. Hold on here. Let me see what they even say about Adam Thielen. They got him listed alphabetically. Xander, I'm really going to. They got him at 71 catches and a half. And 750 and a half. They have Allen Robinson at 825 and a half over under. CeeDee Lamb, 90 and a half. 
1,200 and a half over under. Wow. Seven and a half in touchdowns. Cooper Cup, 109 and a half. Wow. Over under. I don't know. <laughs> it might take the over. 1300 and a half. Over under. I'm going to take the over in both for Cup. And I called that guy just a dude. Devontae Adams with Derek Carr. 99 and a half catches over under. 1,200 yards. Man, Debo said, hey, watch this. Debo and AJ actually, listen to this. The sports bettors have 69 and a half catches for Debo Samuel over under. I might take the over in that one. Well, wait a minute. Trey Lance might just be. They think Trey Lance is going to suck. 925 and a half for Debo Samuel. So they say if Trey Lance starts, Debo Samuel's numbers are going to go down. We got to take a look at more of these here, man. Please hit the like button. Don't forget my friends over at Morgan & Morgan, my friend. If you're hurt or injured on the job, finding that attorney is one of the most important things that you could possibly do for you and your family. For the people, it's not a slogan. It is who they are. Morgan & Morgan is the biggest attorney firm in the country when it comes to getting their clients fair compensation. Know this. No such thing as a fender bender when we're talking Morgan & Morgan here. Over 800 attorneys strong to go to battle for you. Look, the call is free. The consultation is free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sales sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Wow, man. Jeez. Sent Xander all the prop bets for wide receivers and tight ends in the NFL. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. We will have Philly Mike on with us at 4.30 Eastern time from the Philly Talk podcast. That'll be – I love these podcast guys. I, I really do. I'd rather have these podcast guys on – than many of the dot-com nobody guys. They bring nothing except their takes. These people bring an audience. I love that. That means you're somebody on the planet. I want people who are somebody on the planet in this profession. You and me are nobodies. If I'm going to have somebody on the show, bring somebody. Bring people. Bring an audience. That's how I look at it. I don't give a shit about your nobody takes. I could ask you guys. I'd rather talk to you guys and get your takes than .com nobody takes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need those guys. That's why I have one guest a day. I don't have 50. I don't need those guys. I've rarely needed guests. And when you do have a guest on, make sure it is somebody in the room. I mean, I'd rather talk to you guys. Oh, man. I mean, Manster, I, I, I mean, I just, why would you and I want to have people that bring nothing to the table? Anyway, Xander's got the numbers now, so he knows that he's looking at the same numbers I'm saying. Atlantic City and Vegas don't think much of your Eagle offense. They don't. By the way, they don't think much of the passing game. Also, in San Francisco, if Trey Lance gets the job. 
Debo Samuel had 1,400 yards receiving last year. They're, suggest, they're suggesting, the people who put the money up on prop bets, that he's not going to have the same year that he had a year ago with Jimmy G. Actually, between DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, Xander, tell me if I'm right on this. Between DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, the sports bettors actually are saying, yards-wise, that A.J. Brown's going to have more than them. Because they set the line, I think, at 995 for those guys, 995 yards. At least you got 1,025 here for him. 1,025 and a half. So, in theory, they're actually suggesting that A.J. will have a better year than them dudes. I'm just saying this. And maybe with a down a NFC, those aren't Pro Bowl numbers. 73 catches, 1,025, and seven touchdowns. That's not Pro Bowl, man. That's not Pro Bowl numbers. <laughs> those are not. Now, you put up 12 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, then you start doing this. Yeah, well, guess what? That guy in the red zone, nobody could deal with him. Then we're talking a whole different ball game here. You got five touchdowns and you got 1,025. That's like 64 yards a game. That's not a lot. Hey, they, they say that... If I'm not mistaken, here, let me take a look at that. I think Tyree Kill is set at 990. I think Tyree Kill's numbers are here. Look at this. They're saying that Terry McLaurin is at 99, 999 and a half over under. So basically, hey, 1,025 for AJ? It's looking better than what I thought. But isn't it crazy you guys think that this guy was going to have 100 catches and 1,300 yards? That ain't happening. Here, Tyreek Hill, his number set at 995 and a half over under. That's because you got two and not Pat. I guarantee if you go back a year ago, Tyreek Hill was at 1,100 yards with Patrick Mahomes. These guys are never going to live up to these $100 million contracts. Are you crazy? But where you live where you live up to them is if you have a high touchdown number. See, that's the thing with A.J. here. A.J. Brown, man, if he doesn't have 100 catches or 90 catches, and some of you, how about this? If I gave you this stat line for A.J. Brown this year, 75 catches, 1,100 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Do you think he lived up to the $25 million a year? Do you think if he has 75 catches, 1,100 yards, and 13 touchdowns? Personally, me, that would be a freaking phenomenal year. That would be a phenomenal season. 13 TDs would probably break the Eagles single season touchdown reception mark for a wide out. If he gets 13, dude, who cares if you get 150 catches and you only have 11 yards of catch 
and six touchdowns. Great. What do you guys always tell me about empty calories? Right? Empty calories? Hey, I had 100 catches. Here, Jalen Waddle. Those are empty calorie catches. 104,000 yards meant nothing. They had a winning season. I shouldn't say that. Plus, he was a rookie. I got to play it into that, that. That's a pretty good. That's not a fair comparison to conversate with because that's a rookie doing that. So I'll, 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 I'll retract that. Joseph, especially when we're talking about how big I think he's going to be in the red zone. Bob, I th- like I said, 75 catches, 1,100 yards, 1,090, 13 touchdowns. I'm totally in with that. But here's the problem that I do have. Atlantic City and the Vegas sports bettors are saying that Devontae Smith is going to have a lesser of a year than he did his rookie season. They say he's going to have potentially under 67 and a half catches. Over under on 875. Over under on five touchdowns. I would say this to you. Do I think he has more than 67 catches? First off, I'm going to give you the truth here on all these numbers. I'll give you my assessment. A.J. Brown, 73 and a half. Do I think he'll have more than that? No. I think he'll be right at 70. Do I think that A.J. Brown will have 1,025 over under? It's actually 1,025 and a half. I think he's 1,100. Do you think he has more than seven touchdowns? I do. I think he has between 10 and 13, somewhere in there. So 70 for 1,100 and 10 touchdowns. That's a pretty good season for him. Actually, some of them might be career highs. Fumble says sports books give Hurts no respect. Why? Because, guys, you know what, Xander? I never thought about it. I evaluate people and talk about people like Vegas and Atlantic City, though. You know why, Fumble? Because I haven't seen it. Vegas is not in the business of setting lines on fantasy talk. They're going to look at a guy and go, this is who he Guarantee you this, if you put prop bets last year on Cooper Cup, you won a ton of money. Because previous to that, he hadn't done all that. I guarantee you, though, if you go back and look, I bet you the sports bettors up those numbers when Stafford got there. That's right. Respect is earned because these guys in Atlantic City and Vegas who put these prop bets and all these numbers up in the over-unders, and point spreads on games, they're not in the business to lose. They go by trends. They go by what a team looks like today. And as of right now, they think your offense is pretty decent. I wouldn't say great. By the way, here's another way to look at this. Hang on, hang, hang on Fumble. Here's another way to look at this. If you look at it correctly, though, 
aren't you adding 73 catches to your offensive passing attack? Aren't you adding 1,025 to your passing attack? Aren't you adding seven touchdowns to the quarterback's total? And oh, you're probably adding another nine. Isn't that 4,000 passing yards for Jalen? How's that disrespect? A.J. Brown being added adds to these numbers that Jalen had a year ago. You didn't have that guy a year ago. I'd say it's 500. That, that, that would be 36, 3,700 passing yards. Seven touchdowns, what the line is on him. He's at 23 passing touchdowns. I think you guys got to start looking at, really, quite frankly here, they would say that the Eagle offense has improved. Only a Smitty and Quez hold steady. Well, they, they basically have, what is it, Xander? They probably have Devontae Smith at 60 minus yards compared to a year ago. My point in saying all this stuff was to you is that you guys had all of these incredible numbers that you thought were going to be produced with this offense. And I would say to you this, you think AJ Brown makes the pro bowl with those numbers? How about this here? 70, 1110 might get you into the pro bowl. It's not going to get you all pro. Okay. Because other people and better teams, Mike Evans, um, Cooper Cup, I want to see what Allen Robinson does. Uh, Devontae Adams has been moved out of the division and out of the conference. He's now in the AFC. So that helps AJ. What's Debo going to do? Are they going to play Garoppolo or are they really going to put Trey Lance in? I can't believe they would put Trey Lance in. Okay. Manster, it's not time to, hey, by the way, how did you got, wait a minute, wait a minute here. I think I'm being accused of leading the witness again. So you guys have tied this in that me bringing up what the sports betters are saying about your wide receivers and tight end as a rip on Jalen. Is that right? You guys are reading it that way. Is that how you guys are saying that I'm, I'm, <laughs> That I'm, that I'm, I, that's not anything I'm saying. These, if you want to make sports bets right now on your Philadelphia Eagle guys, there's not one hundred catch guy on your football team. Jay says it's a total rip on Jalen. Dan, you're set. I'm not setting anything up. Okay. By the way, top of the hour, I have ranked. I got a list. My top first-round talent quarterbacks, okay, in the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. You don't have to tie this last hour into this. All I'm saying is Big Sills has 
the top quarterbacks that'll be in the 2023 class. Okay. Set it up, Dan. How dare you? Dan setting something up. Easy money. Why so quick to drop Corral? Could be lighting up the league in a few months. Well, let's see if that guy could beat out Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. (laughs) Okay. Let's see if he does that. Hey, you imagine if you're Matt Corral and you can't beat those stiffs out. Jeez. <laughs> hey, who who held you back? Oh, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> they were on the same team? How'd that happen? They were drafted in the same draft. Was it 1-1 one, one, the other one was three? Yeah. Okay. Woo. It's coming. Dan thinks he's – I'm not slick. I, I Dude, I'm – I'm not that smart to be slick. I'm not that smart to be slick. Hold on here. I got to take a look at. So what do they got CD Lamb here? Do they have CD? Oh my God, they do. Look at CD Lamb's numbers. CD Lamb. Here he is. Ninety catches, twelve hundred yards, and seven and a half touchdowns. Damn. Wow. Holy cow. By the way, we also got some Carson news. Carson Wentz news at the top of the hour, too. Look at all these. Cooper Cup's got incredible, has an incredible line against him. These are all the wide receivers ranked by the sports bettors. Let me see what Jamar Chase and T. Higgins has. 83 and a half. 1175 and a half. 10 touchdowns? Holy cow, who's his quarterback? Hey, well, it can't be that high for T. Higgins. Holy cow. 10 touchdowns for Jamar Chase. Here's T. Higgins. 77 and a half catches, more than AJ. 995 and a half, a little under AJ. Seven and a half in touchdowns. Damn. Wow. Let's do the ultimate. Let's do Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I'm sorry. Justin. <laughs> you don't think they'll have Jalen Rager on here, do you? Oh, my God. Please say they don't. They don't. Thank God. Okay. Here's Justin Jefferson. A hundred and a half. They're saying that he's going to have over a hundred and a half catches this year. Sports betters. They say that Justin Jefferson's going to have 
over 1,325 and a half yards this year. <laughs> and nine touchdowns. Holy crap. Wow, man. And you guys, and you guys passed them. That's crazy. It's crazy. Rager does, hey, Jeremiah, Rager doesn't have a line. Hey, hey, Kenneth. Third, Atlantic City and Vegas are setting the line at 1325 and a half for Justin Jefferson and over 100 catches. Oh, with the guy you guys say sucks, Kirk Cousins. Dude, Jamar Chase has got big numbers. So what do you make of that as we close this up here? What, what, what do you make of that? 73 catches? 1,025? Seven touchdowns for A.J. Brown? This, this is what the sports betters think. Devontae, 67 and a half, 875 and a half. Hey, what is 875? Let me see something here. What is 67? Here, let me let me look at this. This is going to be even better here. Hang on for a second. 73 divided by 17. So they're saying that AJ is going to have 4.2 catches a game. 67. They're saying Devontae's going to have four catches a game. They're saying that Dallas Goddard's going to have 3.4 catches a game. <laughs> Man, that's like really not a lot. <laughs> Wow. People in Vegas and Atlantic City not thinking highly. All right, hit the like button. My top NFL prospect class for 2023. They're starting to get lined up. I have that list. We'll do it at the top. Don't forget in hour number two as well. Philly Mike will be with us from the Philly Talk podcast. That'll be at 4.30 Eastern time. Hour two coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour 2 National Football Show to play Big Sills. Philly Mike will join us at the bottom of the hour from the Philly Talk podcast. We look forward to bringing him aboard with us here and having him part of our family here. So I told you in the last hour, bringing .com guys on, not really what I'm about because they really don't bring anything. You guys bring more to the table than some .com guy does. Okay? You you you. You understand that you guys are what make the show go. Dot-com guys actually turn people away. Xander, how many times do we see when you have a guest on that's one of these dot-com guys? Half the audience leaves. I like people that bring something to the table. They they can't be any less famous than you or me <laughs> to be on the program. It's not going to work for me here. Hey, I got a, I got a line that I want to throw at you here before we get into my 2023 NFL top prospects at quarterback. Gee, wonder why. By the way, real quick, I want to reiterate one more report that's coming out. Now another news source is saying that Jimmy Garoppolo has been throwing for the last two to three weeks. I'm starting to understand something now. Because we reported it first, everybody got their little... Panties in a bind. Now, two reporters are hearing it that he's been throwing intermediate. Like I said, when I was talking to the gentleman from the Bay Area, I see. Now it's news. And you're right, I'm not a reporter. I'm not a reporter. Don't ever call me that. I, gotta, I, I, I have to bring this line up here, though. Carson Wentz. Is this how you say his name, Jahan Dotson? The kid, I believe, from Penn State? 
Carson Wentz says this about his wideout. One of the best pair of hands I've ever seen. One of the best route runners I've ever seen. And the kid understands the position better than any young player I've ever played with. Now you put that on the other side of Terry McLaurin. This is going to be the best wide receiving core that Carson Wentz has had since he's been a pro. I'm going to tell you something here. I'm going to make a prediction. Carson Wentz is going to have bigger passing numbers than Jalen Hurts. I think Carson Wentz might throw for 4,400 yards this year. I think he might throw for 4,400 yards. Their running game is pretty good. Their defense is lights out. I think he's going to have more. I think Carson could maybe hit 27, 28 touchdowns. He had 27 last year. Watch this. So who was the wide receiver? Hey, am I right when I say this? What's that guy's name? Xander, was the guy's name in Indy Michael Pittman? Guy's name was Michael Pittman in Indy, right? Really one wide receiver. Well, now he's got two in Washington. Here's what I say Carson Wentz's numbers are. 4,400 passing yards, 30 TDs. Because he's prone to picks, 10 picks. 4,400 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, and 10 picks. Put that down somewhere and remember I said it. Those will be Carson Wentz's numbers. This kid Dotson's like, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback I've ever been around. And I'm like, well, you know, kid, you haven't really been around the NFL that long yet. So for you to be barking that, I get it, okay? It's the guy in the room, but... Carson's usually a seven-pick guy. Oh, he had seven last year. Yeah, 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions he had last year. And 3,700 passing yards with a much-improved offensive wide receiving core. Why wouldn't you think he would have? If you think because A.J. Brown's been added to the Eagles that that's going to increase Jalen Hurts, you surely have to agree that the addition of having this kid Dotson from Penn State being added to the mix is also going to improve Carson Wentz at least 400. That throws him over 4,100 yards. Can't wait for Davis to sit on Carson. That's if he plays. What's Carson's passing yards line compared to Hurts? Um, 3,700 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's what his lines are. 94 quarterback rating, too. Okay? Da, da, yeah. He's thrown for 33 touchdowns in a respected season. He actually was 11-2 at one point. What about Washington's offensive line? Greg, it, it, they're, they're not... Here, here, Greg. Take the quarterbacks out of the conversation, Washington and Philly. 
Philly's better. Philly's better. Better O-line. Better running attack. But here's something that we don't know about. Hey, can I say this to you? May I make a point to you? How good is the Philadelphia Eagle offensive line and pass protection? I, I don't know. The year I watched those guys play, Carson Wentz was a pinball. Can they pass protect? When you're asked to do one thing, and one thing exclusively, and you were 27th in the passing game a year ago, am I optimistic that you can keep Jalen Hurts clean in the pocket? Where are you getting that from? Two years ago, that offensive line was injured, but they couldn't keep anybody healthy. They couldn't keep anybody clean in that pocket. Quarterback was running for his life. The year, all those sacks and fumbles, that's also in the O-line, guys. Last year, you told the Eagle O-line to be one-dimensional. Just blocking the run game. Because when it came to passing, if it got too hot, what would Jalen do? he just take off. That's why he's a one-read guy. Can that O-line pass protect? Really? Where have you seen that? 4-11 season? Last year? I didn't see that last year. I saw a quarterback who got spooked in the pocket and took off a lot. You're under the assumption because they're the number one run attack that they're a good pass protecting team. Where I haven't seen that in three years. I wouldn't necessarily, yeah, and you know why the sack numbers were down last year? Hertz took off. Hey, show showtime. If I'm if <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm making that land that Carson Wentz didn't hold on to the ball too too long and was reckless in the pocket, I'm wrong. That's not where I'm saying too. He's accountable for that as well. Completely accountable for that as well. Absolutely. What up, Sills? I love that you're hard on these players. This is Philly. 40 boy Lou, you get it. Only talking here. Man, you know, hey, hey, Lou, do you know what the greatest thing would be at the end of the year? You're hoisting another Lombardi trophy. And Jason Kelsey's barking at everybody again, talking shit. I act, hey, one thing I do like about A.J. Brown, well, there's a lot of things I like about A.J. Brown, but Hey, you know what I like a lot about him? He's a shit talker. He is. He's a shit talker. Okay? Lou, thank you for stepping in. Hey, Lou, and you know what it's about? It's just about asking the obvious questions. How do we know that old line's going to be a good pass protecting team when they haven't been asked to pass protect in the last three years? You're not going to have a lot of passing opportunities. And when you have a lot of passing opportunities, that's why his passing percentage completion percentage was down a year ago because he took off and ran. You're not going to have high sack totals with a running quarterback. You're just not. 
Hurts to win 21. How you doing, brother? Jalen played better than Wentz as far as the rookies, rookie years are concerned. But hell of a career, Wentz got outplayed by Hurts too. There's nowhere in, in Jalen Hurts's stat line where he has outplayed Carson Wentz in any way, shape, or form. The year Wentz threw for 4,000 yards, he didn't have 1,000-yard receiver on that football team. Still went 11-2. and two. Wait, that was 17 the year previous. Okay? Come on, man. There's never been superstar wide receivers on that team that catch 100 catches and 1,300 yards. It's just not part of the DNA of the Eagles. That could change. Absolutely, you're hoping it changes. Got to start taking advantage of today's NFL sooner or later. Tatiana says, Carson doesn't know when to get rid of the ball. That's why every line looks worse with him behind it. Okay. Well, last year he did throw for 27 touchdowns and seven picks and 3,700 yards and a 94 quarterback rating. I mean, if that Colts team's in the NFC, they're probably the second seed, third seed. The AFC is just as talented as ever. Now, look, I'm not going to get around the Titans and the Jaguar game. They were atrocious. They were atrocious games. Hard to overlook them. You think Wentz can be a – that's a great question. Hurts to win 21. You think Wentz can be a bigger threat than Dak this year? Hurts to win 21? Let me tell you something. Carson Wentz has to outplay every single quarterback in the NFC East for the Washington Commanders not to go into next year's 2023 April draft to get a quarterback. I have that draft class here. I'm going to get to it here in a minute. He's got to outplay everybody. They're building him up. They're talking about him. Everybody's in love with him today on July 13th, which is the right thing to do. Rent's due in September. Rent's clearly due week three at the link. Seals, at the end of the year, who will be the best quarterback in the NFC East? I think it's going to be Wentz. I think Wentz has 4,400 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, and 10 picks. I may be completely off my rocker, okay? But he's done this before. Jalen's never. And I'm not saying that, well, I am saying he's not capable of doing this. He's not this guy. I don't think he'll ever throw for 4,000 yards. And there's 17 games today. I think between Dak and him, I think it's going to be Dak lost to Mari. I want to see how Michael Gallup picks up the mail on the other side. And Michael Gallup is going to, I think, not be ready for the opening part of the season for the Cowboys. Who's playing on the other side of that? I mean, Michael Gallup is now being asked to be CeeDee Lamb, and CeeDee Lamb is being asked to be Amari Cooper, and you're doing that with a diminished running attack because Zeke is not near the guy. I think the reason that Dak's stats have gone backwards is because of their running attack is folded. And that includes the guy in front of him. 
The offensive line is getting older. They're losing guys. They've got to retool that old line. They're weak in that old line, in my opinion. That's where Philadelphia can maybe jump on them is the fact that I think and why I'm high on the Eagles defensively is because I think Dallas got weaker, not just at the perimeter with Amari, but I think they got weaker up the middle. Dak right now, if you're looking at his statistics compared to where he was a couple years ago, the Cowboys running attack, there's there's not a 1,500-yard back. Tony Pollard's a good player, but him and Miles Sanders are the same dude. Who looked better, Hurts second year, Dak second year? Dak Prescott put up really fine numbers in his – Dak's put up really good numbers. Greg, I don't know – Greg, that's what I said, Greg. I don't know when Gallup is coming off um, the injury list, and I don't know when he's going to be ready, if he indeed is going to be ready. I, I don't know. Okay, but I know that, you know, he was in the offseason rehabbing. Carson got kicked out of two locker rooms. Not true. He did something wrong. Why would you assume that when you don't know anything in that? It's not true. Nobody knows that to be a fact. The owner hated him. Okay? And I don't blame him for the Titans and the Jags. I have never seen an owner like Jim Ursay. I think Ursay was more pissed off that they gave up first-round draft choice for um, Carson Wentz, and he wanted him out. And they still sent assets to Washington to get him. What would Hurts have to do for you to extend him at the end of the year, in your opinion? Um, how about this, Lou? What would he have to do? He would have to make me go like this, like Howie Roseman's going to have to do. He's going to have to do this. Well, that trade that I made with the Saints, I'm not going to use it on a quarterback. But that's got to be overwhelming. He's got to perform like an MVP, in my opinion, to keep his job. I don't think he can just go through and put up some yards and be good and keep his gig with the talent around him. By the way, the window for the Eagles is not a large one. Lane Johnson, how many years do you think he has left? Two? Three? Say three. Kelsey's retiring. You're not extending Miles Sanders. You don't know what's going to go down at the right guard position. You've got on defense Fletcher and Hardgrave on one-year contracts, basically. Hardgrave's contract's expiring. Fletcher's on a one-year deal. Your corner, Bradbury's on a prove-it deal. Kaiser White's on a prove-it deal. You got a lot of guys on one-year contracts. That old football team in two years can look completely different. I'm not saying for the worse either. I'm just saying it's going to be different in two years. Retirements, prove it contracts that Howie has. Howie wants to make sure that cap, 
You know why Howie wants is doing what he's doing with these one-year prove-it deals? He wants to make sure he has cap space for a veteran quarterback or for drafting a quarterback in a respected NFL draft. He wants to be able to pay for a wideout, and he wants to be able to pay for a quarterback. Most places can't pay for both. Look at Green Bay. They couldn't afford one of the best stars in the game at Devontae Adams. How do you let that guy roll out of the building? Well, Aaron Rodgers may retire, and I'm still not letting that guy go. I had him under – no, he was a free agent. I'm not letting Tyreek Hill go, though, in Kansas City. I'm not letting that guy go. Well, you know, we didn't want to pay – why? Oh, that's right, because you're giving Mahomes $50 million a year. I got it now. To call me Stubbs. 3,728 touchdowns, good enough. We're in a conversation then. Davy Boy, different NFL. Look how different we look from last year to this year, predicting three years from now, almost impossible. Yeah, because nobody would have thought from 2017 to Doug Peterson's last year, you'd be 4-11. and 11. You're damn right. And your football team and your locker room will be in chaos. Correct. Nobody would have thought that or predicted that. And your head coach and your quarterback would have been fired. You're correct. Nobody would have thought that. You told me from 2017 to 2021 that the Eagles would fire a Super Bowl coach and fire a guy who was in the conversation for being MVP and kick them both off the team? Never happened. I would never have took that bet. Both guys go? No way. You're right. Impossible. Impossible. We're resigning the GM. Hey, the GM does all the things right a GM should do. The GM does all the things wrong that a GM that gets in the way of the head coach and coaching decisions makes and he meddles. That is the pure definition of Howie Roseman. He's a meddler. He doesn't really just take what he does as a GM and he doesn't let it sit there. He has to be involved. You know, that guy, he wears so many hats. He thins his own job. Stick to what you're great at. Don't do things so that people... Look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player in the history of the NBA. Michael Jordan is the shittiest owner, general manager, maybe in NBA history. Phil Jackson, the greatest coach that's ever coached and motivated players, is the shittiest president and NBA history. Those were two iconic guys in their respected sport. But when they tried different things that they were not capable of doing, people look at them and go, great player, shitty owner, great coach, shitty president. Why add that to it? Why add that? Think about that. I've said this before about Howie. Salary cap looks pretty good. 
Want to get the Alshon Jeffries uh, $5 million off the cap. Want to get that off the cap. He's done a nice job, though. End of the day, though, the problem that I have with him, who gives a shit what he thinks about game plans? Who should be active or not on Sundays? Okay? You know what that comes down to when players are in the locker room? I'll tell you exactly. When I've got an incentive at the end, like I saw in that game, that you guys played, who was it, against Washington? Will you guys tank that game? If I'm sitting on the bench and I got an incentive in there that I play all 16 games, I get a $200,000 bonus, and that coach starts pulling guys because the general manager doesn't want to pay because it was a 4-11-1 season? That's counterproductive to being a GM. That's not looking out for your guys. That's looking out for your owner's checkbook. We're going to see here. All right, look, I told you guys this, and I love doing this now because this is a new platform for big sales here. You know, we're now today, we are now platform performers. We're not just radio guys or TV dudes any longer. We've got to be on all these platforms. And I told you in the last hour, I would rather have people that have these enormous followings and say something on my program more than these dot-com nobodies. They bring nothing to the table. And we've been fortunate enough to find some guys that we're able to have a conversation with. And we got now Philly Mike on with us here. We appreciate him coming aboard with us here. Thank you so much, dude. I look forward to it. I hear a lot of people saying great things about you from the Philly Talk podcast. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you for having me on. Oh, we love to talk birds. All right. Let's throw that out here. First and foremost, Hertz fan. Yes or no? Yes. Okay, is he the future of the team? Not sure. So, going into this year, you're looking at Jalen Hurts has to do what for him to be the future of this team? Uh, it's a tough question because nowadays, grading quarterbacks are different. Um, I hear a lot of people talk down on Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people talk about his wins. You know, grading a quarterback can be wins. It could be passing yards. Look at Herbert. He's an a lot of people's top seven didn't make the playoffs. So it's hard in today's game to grade a quarterback because of the passing status and is trying to be a passing league. But to me, wins matter. Now you could say we win in spite or win with. Um, it, it, it just got to be the eye test plus the wins. I think that's where it got to come from. And I think Jalen Hurts proved that he can get the wins. Now he just got to do the other stuff, which is be consistent as a passer. Philly, Mike, let's do this. I think you hit on something there that's correct. I don't think you could sit here and go like this. Well, let's put them in the same conversation of Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Those are separate scenarios, and teams are being built around those guys' skill sets. The Eagles are trying to do the same thing here with this kid. They paid $100 million, obviously, for A.J. Brown in the offseason. They got a first-round draft choice. On the right side with Devontae Smith. They got a number five, probably tight end, according to league sources, thinking that he could be one of the top five guys. My question is, for the Eagles to get into today's NFL, he's got to start taking advantage of today's NFL rules. The Eagles, Philly, are still in the 1990s. Run the ball, one-dimensional. They're not very good in the passing game. I believe they were 27th a year ago. That's my question on him, on whether or not he can evolve that much to be able to become 
today's NFL. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, it takes an organization to like be disciplined and say, we're going to win with the, uh, the Colin Kaepernick way, with the Lamar Jackson way. However, Lamar Jackson was. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com nowhere near as polished as he was now in his first couple years. Uh, the big question was Lamar's first playoff game. He flamed out. They thought they were thinking about putting Joe Flacco back in the game. They were calling for Flacco. And then a couple years later, he wins the MVP. So, you know, maybe the non-traditional passers take a little bit longer, but it's up to the organization to say, okay, we're going to sell out for this. And we believe that the ceiling is high enough for the, 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 the guests or the, the, to give him a chance. We got to believe that he has that in his arsenal sooner rather than later. Right now, consistency as a passer, staying in the pocket, throwing with anticipation is what we want to see. We've heard some good things, some bad things, depending on where, where you're getting your sources and whatnot. Um, but I think, you know, this year, you know, rosters can elevate quarterbacks. Quarterbacks can elevate rosters. And I think this is a roster that's going to give us a lot of answers in the upcoming games. You know, Philly, Mike, I, I don't really think that style of play, and I even throw Lamar Jackson into that conversation. You could even throw Michael Vick into it. Michael Vick's biggest win was at Lambeau in a playoff game. Other than that, he was really great to play on Madden, and he was really great to watch, and I enjoyed watching him. By the way, I think Lamar Jackson is worth the price of admission. The guy's a complete stud, but I don't think that ceiling is high when it comes to that style of play. And I think that's one of the reasons that they're hedging on whether to give him a $200 million um, contract in Baltimore. I mean, you're a hit away. Let's just say this to you. And, I, and maybe you agree or disagree. If Jalen Hurts can't run, he can't play quarterback in the NFL. It definitely is a, a part of his game that would you take that away and he's not the same. I think his playmaking ability, his, his, Ability to just be smart, make smart plays on the field, and make some good throws at times, plus his running ability is what kept us in game.
teams last year because he was our leading rusher. If we're going to say kudos to the number one Russian team, we got to give you know the credit to the O-line who did a great job, but also Jalen Hurts. But again, we're talking about paying $100 million for a receiver, trying to beef up this wide receiver core. You know, you want to have the quarterback get them the ball. Devontae Smith, five years from now, well, whoever's a quarterback, whether it's Jalen or not, you might ha have AJ coming off his hundred million and you get ready to pay Devontae another hundred million. If you're going to run the ball, why do that? So it definitely has to be done. And I think even the, the biggest Hurts fans know that if he is the same as last year and it shows that he's not going to get better, it's not, not a really a winning formula in where today's game's going. But I think the, the potential is still there because it's such a small sample size, you know? Okay, I and 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 I agree. I, I can't. We're all in a wait and see mode right here because really, I mean, if we could sit around here on July thirteenth and talk all this, and we could throw out all these hypotheses, but we're all in a wait and see in a holding pattern basically to see what this guy looks like. I'll be very interested to see what the team looks like on week seven when they go into that buy. I'm going to ask you this question that I've been asking everybody from Gary Cobb to Phil Sims to everyone, and I'll ask you this. On July 13th, do you think, as of today, sitting at the Novacare Center, Howie Roseman, do you think he made that trade with the Saints to take a safety? Or do you think that he did this to take a quarterback in next April's draft and it's up to Jalen to prove him wrong this year? Do you go by that line or do you go by, no, they're going to go with him no matter what in 2023? No, uh, knowing Howie Roseman, he's definitely looking to hedge his bet with Jalen. I do believe the organization believes in him more than what a lot of people think. I know when we drafted him at the second round position, it was the backup because we are quarterback. Uh, uh, what, what did he say? Quarterback uh, carousel or, or camp? Or I forgot the exact. I was trying to get that out of my head. Um, <laughs> but I believe he thought it was that, you know, but he. I think. The organization sees something in Jalen, but in today's game, quarterback is very important to every owner. Every GM wants that quarterback that they say they found, they got. I just think that at one time, the Saints roster was looking a little bit uh, skimpy with losing Sean Payton, losing yep. both their safeties, Jenkins and, and Marcus Williams. But now they get a Matthews. Now they get a Javaris Landry. Then they go get the Jets guy, Marcus May. That roster minus their quarterback and Jameis Winston is looking pretty good. And so what could have been a top 10 pick, the Saints are looking like the same as the Eagles. A good roster with a quarterback who's trying to show he can play in today's game. Absolutely. Your thoughts on Sirianni. Do you like him, yay or nay? I give him his flowers. <laughs> I got to give him his flowers. Yeah, I, I do like him. Um, I think it took a little longer to adjust to the run first type uh, attitude. But, you know, it's real hard to, you know, give up play calling as a first time head coach. It's real hard to even say I was wrong. What I what I saw from Jalen in camp and what I wanted to do is not working. It's hard for a guy to admit that and to be able to do that in a city like Philadelphia, you know, where, where these head coaches don't get that much of a leash. Hey, kudos to him. It shows that he's about winning. It's, it's not a, he's not an ego guy. He's a guy who's just trying to grow some roots. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> I like it, man. Very good here. Um, Okay. If I ask this question to 10 people, I get 10 different answers. Howie Roseman. I, 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 I forgave him. I forgave him now. <laughs> now, which one for Jalen Rager or some of those other free agent moves? The or Rager, <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it. Um, 
this league is a what have you done for me lately, right? You can't say, oh, this guy was a pro bowler in 2020. Let's just go get him for 2022. It might be beyond them. And same with GMs. Uh, moves are made across the league that backfire. I think, you know, the Rager and the Whiteside pick are really big because Metcalf came after, and so did Justin Jefferson came after. And and the Vikings laughed at us. They literally have a video that go that went around, and Vikings fans still do it because they ain't winning nothing anytime soon. Uh, showing that their GM laughing at our regular pick, like, oh, get Justin Jefferson on the phone. Um, all that being said, that 2018 draft is all locked up, and they're not even in their prime yet. Malata can be an all-pro left tackle. Josh Sweat starting to show that he can be a, a piece at the defensive end. Maddox, you know, he could have possibly made the Pro Bowl as a slot, not, not as a general corner, but as a slot. And then you got a guy like, um, who's the other one? Uh, Dallas Goddard, who we think is a top five, top six tight end. So that that draft really hit the other ones didn't but now when you look at the Devontae Smith draft getting two guys from Bama championship winning type players Dickerson and Smitty and now getting the Georgia boys and Davis and Dean you know and what he was able to trade for and, and get this draft capital I think how he's turned it around he might have put the house on fire but he only burnt one room you know he could have burnt the whole house down and I think we're in a good position going forward so it's what have you done for me lately and right now I'm back on Howie's good grace Here's, here's one thing I'll say about this window. And a couple last questions here for you, Philly Mike. Um, here, here's the one thing, though, that I'm looking at. This team could be completely different. I'm talking Philly in two years, three years. How many years do we think Lane Johnson has? Three? Jason Kelsey's out after this season. Bradbury's on a one-year contract. Javon Hardgrave is going into this year, and they have not extended him. Fletcher Cox is going into this one-year deal. He's probably out. There mm -hmm. is a boatload of decision-making that has to be made in the offseason, let alone just whether or not the quarterback is going to be back here. So my, my only issue with, issue with how is I think he does all the things that are right for GMs, balances the salary cap. That's his forte. He was hired as a salary cap guy, not as a talent evaluator. And I think sometimes that gets in the way. My only issue is when you're getting into conversations with your head coach on who should be playing on Sundays, that's my own. Do you think he meddles too much on the team when it comes to game day Sundays? Yeah, I think that has been his thing. I think since we got this, you know, since we got this Lombardi, I think how he was feeling himself <laughs> a little too much. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a smart man. And I think he understood that the couple drafts that could have sunk us that had his name on top five hit lists in Philadelphia and all sports. I think he realized I got to get football people in here. I got to trust these guys. I got to let things, let the dead things play, play out because the reporting is too well in Philly and things come out. And these fans are smart, intelligent, and, and they're not happy. So I think, you know, he's never going to fully just fall back and listen, but I think he understands that when he got this three year extension, it was, a short one and, and they're buddy buddies. So for only from him only getting a three-year extension, I think he knew he had to be different. And I think he's been better in his last couple of years, but he definitely does got to let the football guys be the football guys. I think that that's big on anything. And that's why the Cowboys are never, never do anything because they, they got a guy who will not let football guys be football guys. Absolutely. The biggest roadblock in Dallas is exactly what you just said. I, I want to throw stay there <laughs> that, <laughs> and, and, until Jerry Jones uh, relinquishes that role or whatever, or like the Pope, you know, he's no longer in that seat. 
Cowboys are not going back to an NFC championship game as far as I'm concerned. I got some stats for you from Vegas and from Atlantic City. I want to play a small game with you here. This is what they're saying on um, A.J. Brown. If you were going to put $100 on it, 73 and a half catches for A.J. Brown over under, what would you put your money on? By the way, he's averaged 61 catches in his three years in Tennessee. It's, I would probably say under, um, I'm betting a hundred bucks. I think it's really close because we talk about us being a a run first team. You're going to get Derrick Henry's touches, no matter who the quarterback is, even though Tannehill, you can argue pretty good, pretty bad. So he's dealt with that. Um, but he has such big playabilities. I think that his first year, he only had 52 catches, but he still had his thousand plus yards. He, did. he averaged 20 yards per catch. So you can still have do wonders with him catching around that. So I, I, I would bet under um, because we have a lot of mounts to feed, including, you know, the running game. Thousand twenty five and a half over under in receiving yards for AJ. I say over there. You say over there. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's only averaged 998 in his three years. Now, last year he was hurt. Yeah. That put okay. a damper. I think both first two years was over 1,025. And then his last year, he, he only had like 800 or something because of the six game miss or something like that. That's right. Here, here's what they say about your guy, Devontae Smith 67 and a half. They have the guys in Atlantic City and Vegas saying his catches. Would you take the over or under betting 100 bucks? That'll have more or less than 67 and a half. He had 64, I believe, last year, I think. Uh, and now you got you got mouse to feed. You know, I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say under. Under 875 and a half yards. That's actually less than last year. Yeah. Uh I think over that. I think over that. I think you're gonna have. Devontae flirting with a thousand. Maybe he gets it, maybe he don't. And I think AJ's over. I, I think, but I think it's gonna be more of a big play. I don't think we're gonna nickel and dime you. I think they're gonna be so concerned to run. When these guys eat, they're gonna eat chunk yardage because both these guys can do that. The last one here. Dallas Goddard, 59 and a half catches and 700 and a half. More catches than 59 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go him over. I think that because of AJ and Devontae's there, we're really low key sleeping on Dallas. And at the end of the season, that that became Jalen's go to guy. Eight seventy five and a half, or seven hundred. Excuse me, seven hundred for Dallas Goddard. Seven hundred flat. Seven hundred and a half over under. Over. Hey, hey, Billy Mike, here's one thing, though. Okay, $1,025 for a $100 million guy, $875. These are the numbers that the guys who put up money now in Atlantic City and in Vegas are saying, and $700. This isn't really a lot of respect here for Jalen. You agree? Um, Again, it's it's, a lot of these guys got to see it. They got to see it. it's funny though, because Pro Football Focus just put out something, and they got Jalen thrown for like forty one hundred yards. And it's it's funny that Pro Football Focus, although they're not 
they're not a Bible. I definitely see they they go a little heavy, but they they co-signed forty one hundred for Jalen. I think I could see him getting close to four thousand. I don't know if he fully breaks it, but I can see between thirty eight to forty one. That's what I think he, he's going to do. Whether it's and again because whether it's in catching up because of mistakes in the in the beginning of the game or whether it's you know beating teams, you know I think. It's easy to get stats. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw forty five hundred last year. You know, what Kirk I mean? Cousins so. has had four, has had six four thousand passing yard seasons in his ten years. That's how crazy that number is. Yeah, and 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 how many and how many were in winning seasons? That's the crazy part, right? So absolutely. Okay, finally here, your prediction on the team. How far do they go? Again, hard to pick record. Do they win the division? Do they win a playoff game? How far do you think this team goes with the 31st easiest schedule, a diminished NFC? How far do you believe they can go this year with Jalen? Yeah, I got them winning the East. Um, and I've always said I think that it's a one-two team race. I'm not discrediting, I'm not discounting Washington, but I still think it's Eagles, Cowboys. I think both of these teams get double digits. Just one has, I think it's gonna be a one or two game difference when it comes down to it. I still think Dallas, although they got worse as a threat, but I see us winning the division. And, and making a little noise. Our, our our objective is to win one game. I say this now in July is win one game. But when we get there, if we win one game, that's thrown out. Now we got to keep going. You know what I mean? Now we got to keep going. So win a game in the playoffs. Does Carson Wentz have more passing yards than Jalen? This kid Dotson, I'm hearing great things. A kid from Penn State and Terry McLaurin. That's a pretty good-looking football team, man. Look, it's a train wreck of an organization. We know that. Okay? I mean, this is do or die for him. It's 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 his best weapons. It's his last chance. You know what? I'll let Wentz have more yards. We're still going to have more wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wentz might have hey. more yards. We'll have more wins. That's it. Hey, man, Philly, Mike, you've been absolutely awesome. I really appreciate you doing this. Don't forget, Philly Talk Podcast. All you guys have been telling me, by the way, bro, you're like a legend on YouTube. People have been telling me about you. We had to get you on. We appreciate you making time, brother. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You got it, man. Philly Mike, we appreciate him doing that there. Very cool stuff. All right, we'll get back to you guys, and I promise you I'll get back to my quarterback list here for 2023. Hey, I'm not setting anybody up here. By the way, our good friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there is no other attorney firm like Morgan & Morgan that's going to protect you and your family when it comes to fair compensation. Last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients and for the people is who they are. 800 strong attorneys in Philly, New York, and in Florida do battle for you each and every single time they go into a courtroom. It's not about, hey, it's just a fender bender. Remember something, other attorney firms are there to intimidate you. You're never going to intimidate Morgan and Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. Consultations free and the call's free. 800-512-1600. When you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sales sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. 
There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to ready, go to look at fake mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Joe. Appreciate you guys stepping in. Please hit the like button. Hey, I'm, I'm going to get to my 2023 NFL draft class here in a second. That was pretty cool. Let me say this to you. Okay. You know, I'm a sports guy. I see things. I comment on them. I will be watching the um, British Open this week. But you know what? I'm going to. Can, can I goof on some people here for a second, though? Tell me who I am. I think it's really ridiculous that these guys are turning their back on the PGA and taking $100 million to go play somewhere else. They're just turning their backs on our country club. I mean it. 
You know the millions that they made at the PGA? Now they're making hundreds of millions of dollars over here in the Live Tour. I mean, do we not as Americans sit back and go, do you understand how ridiculous you look when you open your face and you're Rory McIlroy, you're Tiger, and you've got $200 million in the bank and you're bitching about another guy making money? That's the one great thing the NFL doesn't ever have anybody do. Nobody complains about other people's money. They want to make as much as them. An NFL guy, unless you're a complete toolbox, is never going to bitch about a guy who's in his locker room making money or making more money than him. Okay? We always talk. You guys tell me this all the time about Jalen Hurts. Sales, $40 million in the NFL. That's the going rate today for a starting quarterback. Most of you are correct on that. Okay? But when you listen to these golf guys talking about other people making money, it is so unmanly. It is millionaires bitching at millionaires for making more money than them. You disconnect from reality. When those stories are out there like that, you're barring Greg Norman from going to the 150th British Open, two-time winner of the event, because he's attracting people away from the PGA so they can make more money. How in the world is that a bad thing? Haven't you ever had competitive? Guess what? The PGA thinks they're the NFL or they're Major League Baseball and they're like exempt from antitrust. Who do you freaking think you are? Who you, you organize tournaments and take a percentage of the golfers' winnings to keep your organization going. You are so out of touch. People like you and me that talk sports every day, okay, we, we can't connect. You disconnect with more fans over this tiff. More, less people are going to watch your sport. You're not helping it. You're not helping it. Isn't it funny? UFC has Bellator. Do you ever see them bitching about Bellator? Have you ever seen Dana really bitch about Bellator? He never bitches about Bellator. Hey, man, it's your own thing. Go do it. We do our thing here. You don't like the way I pay? He tells you all the time, start your own UFC. It's there for you. Go ahead. I don't give a shit. Dana's a goat, man. He is totally the goat. It's, it's just... I, I just, I, I, I watch this and I go, bro, how in the world are you talking about other men making money? Most Americans right now, you see inflation today at 9.1. It's the highest it's been since 1981. And you guys are bitching about a couple million dollars. How out of touch can you possibly be when Americans can't fill up their tank for less than 150 bucks nowadays? What a bunch of babies. I have no sympathy for any of them. I could give a shit. I'm going to watch the most entertaining events. That's what my television channel lands on. Not on your stupid politics. Well, he's just a nerd. Shut up. I think those guys are whiners. Golf. <laughs> oh, man. Hey.
golf. Give me a break. Every guy that's in here, every woman that's in here, and we're talking, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Millionaires bitching at millionaires. Congratulations. You lost me. Now I won't watch anything except the majors or when Tiger's in it. Please hit the like button. All right. So wait a minute here, man. This has been pretty cool here. I... 73 catches, 1,025 and seven touchdowns, according to the people of Atlantic City and Las Vegas. It's not quite $100 million, is it? Golf's not a sport, dude. It's a recreation. Golf's not a sport. What are you going to tell me next? Darts is too and bowling? I told you this. If you can wear the same slacks that you perform your sporting event in to dinner or to taking a chick out, it's not a sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, and, and, and if I have at lunch caviar served, that's not the building I'm going to be in. Hey, you, you, you know what I love? So did you see the reports today about Gronkowski? Last year, Gronk got hurt in that Rams game. He had a punctured lung, and he had two cracked ribs, went back in and finished the game, and was out for like four weeks. I mean, can you imagine being a golfer? Hey, my fly, my fly broke. I broke a nail on my fly. Look at it. I can't use my wedge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Gronk's playing with a punctured lung and three broken ribs. And this guy broke his nail, his manicured nail at that, on his fly on hole eight. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get out of the sand trap. There was no stairs for me. Okay. And <laughs> Grog's playing with three broken ribs. Joey, Joey Chestnut is more of an athlete. According, even Sirianni would say it. Joey Chestnut is used as motivational reels and YouTubes for the Eagle players more than I could guarantee you a golfer is. Steven, love Gronk, man. I love that dude. Hey, Ryan, I like playing it too. I didn't say it wasn't fun. I didn't say it wasn't fun, Doug. But seriously, man, you get to drink beers and sit in a golf cart and hit a golf ball. I don't know, you know. <laughs> if you play football, man, drinking beers might be a problem. <laughs> Shuffleboard, that's a total sport. I told you this, man, that, that whole thing with curling – you know the curling deal? Yeah, I got that down. I'm gonna, one day you guys are going to go like this. I might have to take a leave of absence. Xander, one day, man, I may be training for, the, for curling. Then when they throw them hands out like that, bring back a gold medal. You got to do the faces, too. I love that curling deal, man. Do you still think Tampa Bay is going to trade for Jimmy G? I'm even more convinced of it. Hey, 49er-minded. You know what was funny, dude? Today, a guy from The Athletic printed a story. How about this? 
Today, the guy printed the story that Jimmy Garoppolo has been thrown for two to three weeks. I said that last week. You guys called me liars. Somebody else says it. Now it's, a, now it's news. <laughs> now it's news. I posted it at Dan Cilio Show. By the way, if you guys don't follow me, please do. Hey, 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 G.I. Zoe, Jordan Belive would be a fantastic WWE wrestler. Hey, 49er-minded, thank you very much. But see, all of a sudden now it's, hey, hey, Xander, look at that. Everybody was going, did Cilio make that up? Did he make it? Now, Now people are reporting that Garoppolo has been throwing, like I said last Friday. Old news. Hey, 49er-minded. Old news here. That's old news here. No training needed for curling cells. That's my kind of event. <laughs> I don't want to do any training. I, I, I'm Manster, I'm not going there, man. What are you, a tool? 49er minded, giving me the giving me the the verbial pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, man. All right, hey, look, I gotta finally get to that list. I promise I will. Hour three is coming up right around the corner. Please hit the like button and keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze. And the Oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. 
Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour number three, National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for diligently staying with us. We so appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. In this hour, my Heisman Trophy favorites list, my quarterback list, the top prospects for the 2023 NFL Draft. I also want to start out by doing this before we get reset here and some of the topics that we had in the first two hours here. It's pretty good stuff, actually, too. It says a lot about how the national perspective is when it comes to the other teams when you're looking at where people put their money on when it came to prop bets. May I say this to you about Bill Belichick? Xander, I don't know if you buy into this. Look, Bill's had a great run. So we just see what happened with Nikhil Harry yesterday. They traded a first rounder away for a seventh round pick. Not even like in next year's draft. The year after. It's like... A, a nothing burger. Just like for, it's almost like he evaporates like water sitting on a driveway. It's just like it evaporates. He's nothing. And then for Belichick to name Matt Patricia, the offensive coordinator for Matt Jones, Matt Patricia spent 17 years in the New England system on the defensive side of the football. But Bill, this smells so much of arrogance. If you're Bob Kraft and you're watching this and you got a guy in Mac Jones, Mac Jones has a defensive coordinator as his offensive coordinator and people are okay with that because Belichick has six rings. Why am I starting to do this? Boy, it may have been more Brady. At the end of the day, it really may, he may have won Super Bowls in spite of the coach. You know, it just seems that way. I'm not saying that. Maybe I'm going way over the line here. Bill's one of the great defensive-minded guys of all time. But I mean, am I right? So you give Mac Jones, who's had Steve Sarkeesian, Bill O'Brien, and all of those, Josh McDaniel, he had all those guys as offensive coordinators. Now he's got Matt Patricia, a failed NFL coach, and a former defensive coordinator as his OC. Tell me that's not weird. Tell me that just doesn't even seem out of place. I mean, look, am I wrong what I'm saying here? I mean, look, the more 
you get removed from Tom Brady not playing for Belichick, the more it kind of gets exposed that it was more Brady than Belichick. Am I right when I say that? I mean, so you name a D coordinator your OC now? Dude, (laughs) I get it, I guess. GI says it was all Brady. Boy, you know what? The optics are starting to look like that, aren't they? Seals, one word nepotism. Is kid on the defensive side? Okay, that's what you're meaning. Tony says definitely weird. Weird. Seals, call me when Belichick won one without Brady. Steve, I can also say this, though. Call me when Parcells wins a Super Bowl without Belichick. He never did. So, I yeah, look, it's just something I'm, like, watching, and I'm going, like, it just doesn't seem right. Like, right. And, and, and you know what we do in the media? We give Belichick the latitude, because you know why? Of the insane winning and all the things that he's accomplished. But we, we give him the benefit. I mean, see, th- this is why I kind of am different than others. I don't give you the benefit. You're only as good as the last game you coach and the last season you prepare for. I don't give a shit what you've done in the past. Does that give you more equity in a locker room? Or does that give you more equity on being able to do out-of-the-box things? Here, let me give you a great example of that. Xander, you can you can attest to this. How many coaching staffs do you think could hire Steve Sarkeesian after he was drunk? Bill O'Brien after he was blown out. That coach at Maryland who got in trouble at New Mexico for sexual misconduct innuendos. How many of those guys has he brought in? Lane Kiffin. How many of those guys has he brought in to the Alabama Rehab Center and rehab those guys into having gigantic jobs today? Look at all those guys. I'm not saying Kirby Smart had any issues, but Kirby Smart's eight-plus million. Steve Sarkeesian, eight-plus million salary per year. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, eight-plus million. The guy in Maryland just signed, I think his name is Loxley. Loxley? He just signed a contract extension with the Terps. He was on his coaching staff. Nobody gets that equity to hire guys. Like, Sarkeesian was drunk at a USC event. And you know what Nick did? He hired him. Nobody does that. Nobody has the onions to do it. He goes like this. I don't care what anybody says. I run this program, and I pretty much run the state of Alabama. You may think Tommy Tuberville's a senator of Alabama. I'm the governor, dude. <laughs> hey, Nick Saban ain't just the head coach of Alabama. Just like Bear Bryant, he's the governor of Alabama. He may be even the governor of the Southeastern Conference. You get to do that shit. I think that's kind of what Belichick gets here a little bit. He gets kind of to do that stuff. Okay? All right. Here, the the numbers we threw at people in the first hour, you guys weren't very happy. Doesn't really look like there's going to be a lot of offense in Philly this year, according to the guys in Atlantic City and the guys in Vegas. As I said to you, 
I'm resetting to get into the quarterback list here. People with the money are saying 73 catches for A.J. Brown, 1,025 in receiving yards for A.J., seven touchdowns. Not really a $100 million guy or $25 million a year. Lenny says, this dude Sills does not understand that one-year deals are going to be more common. Howie has done a great job in putting a GD roster on the field. Really? No, my friend, you're still wrong. Long-term deals are where it's at because it's a reduction in the salary cap and you can defer a lot of the guaranteed money because of the new collective bargaining agreement. Read the CBA. It's at NFLPlayersAssociation.com. Two years ago, that would not be something that you wanted to do one-year contracts because the guaranteed money is going to hit your cap. That's one thing that's been dogging the Rams. You know why the Rams are not really making plays when it comes to anybody in the draft and giving away their draft capital? Because they can't afford their draft class. They're still paying money on Clay Clay Matthews Jr. and Todd Gurley for contracts they signed three and a half years ago. But now because of the new CBA and the escalator, they can now defer it out. There. There's your lesson. End of story. You're welcome. 67 catches for Devontae. 875. Five touchdowns. Here is your... Top eight players that are going to be in the NFL draft that are considered first-round talent at the quarterback position. I'm going to go from eight up. There's a boatload of guys um, that are on this list that I've not seen play. And I can't believe there's a kid on this list with such limited playing time. Um. Here we go. Number eight, believe it or not, this is according to not only just pro football focus, but Bledsoe, Spencer Radler, South Carolina, is on this list as a potential first-round draft choice. Remember something. Before him getting pulled by Lincoln Riley last year for Caleb Williams, He was going to be projected the number one player taken in the NFL draft. And when he lost that job, he lost probably $50 million because of Lincoln Riley's decision. Not saying it was wrong, but these are some of the guys that they're talking about here that are being high projected guys. I can't, and I'm I'm going to just say this to you. I don't really know anything about this guy. And I haven't really seen this guy play. Maybe you guys have. Keaton Slavis from Pittsburgh, 6'3", 205. I mean, they had a guy in there, Kenny Pickett, last year. And Kenny Pickett ended up being a first-round draft choice. You mean to tell me you got another guy on that football team that NFL scouts are saying is first-round talent? Wow. Why isn't Pitt winning more games? I mean, you've got... These kind of quarterbacks that are potentially going to be first-round draft choices, 
I mean, that's pretty insane. I, I, I don't, I, I can't give you a fair assessment until I see the kid play this coming fall. Two one five. I'm, I am not a fan on Spencer Radler. This is not my list. This is a list of what people are saying as of July thirteenth. Are your first round talented guys? Oh, okay, Dank. He's transferring from Southern Cal. Okay. He has a chance. I'm so happy you guys have seen him play. He was at Southern Cal. Okay. Southern Cal really didn't have that too good a year. I can't, I can't wait to see him then. So he's a USC guy, so he must have been a Clay Helton guy. And he must not like, well, obviously, because Caleb Williams ended up going there. Dank is right. One thing about Spencer Radler, Spencer Radler has all the capabilities of being an NFL quarterback. I just don't know about his mental makeup. I actually like this kid. Anthony Richardson, Florida, 6'4", 236. He reminds me of Lamar Jackson with a better arm. That could be scary. I'll tell you something. Hey, hey, Xander, isn't this the kid that played pretty good against Alabama last year? I thought that Florida, if I'm not mistaken, I thought that Florida-Bama game was pretty good. I think LSU upset Florida last year. But if I'm not mistaken, I think this kid, Anthony Richardson, played pretty well against Alabama. He's a good-looking talent. I've seen him in spot situations, playing against the best players in the country. I, I actually like what I'm seeing with this kid. Xander, I, I thought that Florida game was close for a little bit. Oh, so oh, Emory Jones? Uh, you're right. It was Emory Jones that played. And he got he had some spot plays. You're right. It was Emory Jones. The Florida game was close, though, if I remember correctly, last year. For a little bit, then it got into the fourth, and then Bama pulled away from him. It was 31-29 final. Emory Jones played. Okay. Okay. Stand corrected. Number five, Tyler Van Dyke, University of Miami, 6'4", 235. My opinion, Tyler Van Dyke just needs more playing time. Um, he just needs more reps in games, and he needs to have an opportunity to show what he can do when the games matter and they have game film on him. TBD at number five. Number four, Will Levis, Kentucky, 6'3", 232. This seems to be the flavor of the month, the kid from Kentucky. Um, is, it, is, is that Stoops' brother, the head coach there? Is that Stoops that is Stoops still the head coach there at Kentucky? They've actually done a nice job at building up the football program there. They've beaten Florida a few times. They've upset some teams. Kentucky's actually starting to get a lot of talent into that neck of the woods. Kentucky's a pretty good region when it comes to college football players, but they've all left and gone to places like Tennessee or Georgia, um, Ohio State, places around there. Okay, Penn State, a lot of those kids from Kentucky like to go up and play at either Pitt or West Virginia. But 
This kid at Kentucky is supposed to be like the real deal. Fumble. Yeah, well, because Kentucky really outside of like the 50s, couple years in the 70s, you know, they put all their resources into basketball. They really didn't put a lot of resources into football. Now they're starting to put some resources into football. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Greg, I, I, I think, look, I talked to, as you know, I talk to Mario Cristobal all the time. And Mario, here, guys. Mario Cristobal compares Tyler Van Dyke to Justin Herbert. Would you like Justin Herbert to be your starting quarterback in 2023? Are you going to pass on Justin Herbert? Let's not forget about something. Do you know there's only two coaches in college football today that have had, for the last five years, a first-rounder drafted? You know who they are? They're Mario Cristobal and Nick Saban. And are you going to take Mario Cristobal's word that this kid's the next Justin Herbert? You can keep Jalen. Do you want Justin Herbert? And do you take Mario Cristobal's word? By the way, I'll tell you what. We'll get Mario on because he's crowing about all the... Hey, hey, Xander, we're going to get Mario on because you know why? He's crowing about stealing all the prospects away from Bama. It's great. We we just got a linebacker that decided to come to Miami instead of going to Alabama. It's phenomenal. He's out recruiting Saban. It's great. It's just absolutely spectacular. So we'll ask him, is Tyler Van Dyke the next Justin Herbert? Isn't it great? Cristobal's out recruiting uh, Xander's Alabama. It's wonderful. Hey, Slasher, this kid, Tanner McKee, is next. From Stanford. He's the next guy on the list. Funny you should say that. Ashley Judd, absolutely spectacular. Talking about one of the finest looking women, love her. This kid's 6'6", 226, and he's rapidly moving up the draft charts. I don't watch a lot of Pac-12 football. I think it sucks. And the only reason I did watch Pac-12 football is because of my friend at Utah, Kyle Whittingham, and also Mario Cristobal when he was up at Oregon. The rest of it, eh, a little bit with Chip Kelly at UCLA. But other than that, I don't really watch a lot of Pac-12 football. Well, Herm Edwards, we've had Herm on. I like Herm. I'm naming all the coaches now in the uh, Pac-12, soon to be Pac-10 again. Yeah, man. I mean, but I I have to watch more of him. I have to say, this kid's a huge kid, man. Slasher, you like him a lot? 6'6", 226. He's from Stanford, too, so you know he's well coached. I didn't know that C.J. Stroud was a sophomore. I didn't know that. I think he's a redshirt sophomore to, um, to boot there. But Stroud, 6'3", 218. He is the number two prospect, according to Bledsoe and Pro Football Focus. Bryce Young, at six feet, 194, is the number one prospect, according to Pro Football Focus. Six feet, 194. Am I drafting that? 
This kid's not 200 pounds soaking wet. Am I drafting that? In today's NFL, does he get hit a lot? 17 games, you're going to get hit. This guy takes off running in open field. At There's kickers in the league bigger than this dude. Six feet, 194. That's tiny. Are you drafting Bryce Young? As great as he looks in college, okay? He kind of remind, yeah, but you know, Charlie Ward was a, he was a taller guy. Guy played in the NBA for 12 years. Six feet, 194. He's going to the Giants. Hey, smile. Bryce Young could run between Jordan Davis's legs. Baker size? I think Baker's a little thicker. Are you going to draft a guy six feet, 194 to play for your football team in the NFC East, number one? Are you taking Bryce Young? What a gamble. I think I'd keep Jalen. At least I know Jalen could get through a 17-game season. Six feet, 194. Here, let me ask you guys. Do you feel comfortable drafting a six-foot, 194 guy? with your first-round pick that you traded with the Saints last year? Yes or no? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to gamble and not do it. Just the physical size of him. To say that he's another Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray got banged up. Even Jalen had a surgery in the offseason. If he becomes legend, Shill's getting on the Hurts bandwagon. No. I would if he had intangibles and toughness and precision. I GI, I think he has all that. I loved him in the Auburn game. And I loved him in the Southeastern Conference game. I loved him in the SEC Championship game. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was awesome. I thought that Georgia and Kirby Smart did a better job at scheming him in the in the National Championship game. I, I, I thought he was... I thought they put more pressure on him And they put more pressure on him in the title game than they did in the SEC title game. Breeze was six feet. Breeze is a prolific passer. You think Bryce Young's a prolific passer? I'm not doing it. Big guys gaming. You must have played some ball somewhere. That's John Lynch's line. Hey, gaming. That's John Lynch's line. Big guys beat up little guys. Big guys beat up little guys. That's 
John Lynch's famous line. He likes, hey, he likes big dudes, man. How big is Joe Theismann? Joe Theismann was about six feet. So you you think Bryce is sick? You think Bryce Young's Joe Joe Theismann, NFL MVP? That's hey, big guys beat up little guys. That's a player's comment. Way to go, dude! <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, these guys on this list. If I was Howie Roseman, that kid from Kentucky, Stan. Hey, here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. This Tanner McGee guy? Will Levis, Kentucky? And Tyler Van Dyke? Those three dudes. Check them out. McKee is 6'6", 226. The kid from Kentucky, 6'3", 232. And Tyler Van Dyke is 6'4", 235. I'm going there. Lotus, how you doing, brother? Appreciate you coming aboard. Foles was pretty big now at Colts behind Ryan. I think Foles is like six, three and a half, right? We are on the back of the list for TVD. Yeah, you're on the list. You can't coach height. I don't th- hey, I don't think you can coach size for sure, man. You're a little dude. You're gonna get spanked in that league. Foles is six six. That's right. He was a hoop player, right? He was a hoop player too. That's right. He played basketball. If I'm not mistaken, is he from Arizona? Thought he was from Arizona. Yeah, I think he played college basketball. Also. Yeah, Greg, hey, hey, Greg, I like that too, man. I like, I like the prototypical guys that are what we see constantly now with the NFL. I like those prototypical dropback guys. Foles is from Arizona, okay. Texas? GI says Howie's draft history is awful. He gets no value when it when he drafts. Gives up way too much for what he does. He loves trading so much in the last 15 years, almost none of it with first rounders. Well, he did last year. He traded with the uh with the Saints. So he did last year. Yeah, Foles is a wildcat. Yeah, my friend's down there now, the head football coach. He used to be at the University of Miami as an offensive coordinator. There's a hey, there's other guys that I think that are gonna get into the mix. I think you're gonna probably see because supposedly there's like Truly six guys who they're saying that could potentially be in the upcoming NFL draft. All right, let's take a timeout. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Um, you think Fletcher Cox returns back to Pro Bowl status this year? Yes or no? Or do you think the best years are behind him? How old is he, too? Let me see how old he is. How old is Fletcher Cox? He's 31. How old is Aaron Donald? 31. This is a fair question here, then. I think Aaron Donald's going to be a pro bowler again. He's Fletcher Cox, who was considered the second best interior defensive tackle for years. As I met Sander, I told him I love the style that Fletcher played. Better against the run. It's kind of a more complete defensive tackle. But something happened. Is it Gannon? Now, he was never the pass rusher or the TFL guy that um, Aaron Donald is. 
Do you think it's the system that Fletcher plays in today that's killing his ability to make plays? I just, hey, Mark, Marcus, I just, I just Googled it. It said he's 31. I think Fletcher's past his days. So, Slasher, get this. Donald is 31. You think he's past his days? Fletcher's an above average starter by no means a pro bowler. I don't know. Wait till you see this kid, Travis Davis in Baltimore. Yes, Fletcher's best year was at defensive end in a 34. Last couple of years that Schwartz was here, he started to decline a little bit. Okay. So this is it for Fletcher then. Do we agree? It's over. I never thought they should have brought him back. 14.4? He couldn't have got that in the open market. Nobody would have played Fletcher Cox for the season he had last year. And from what you guys are saying, two years starting in decline under Jim Schwartz, 14-4, that's overpaying. That's almost like a retirement fund that how he set up for him. And no disrespect to him. He's been a great warrior for the Eagles. He'll be in the Eagle ring of honor. There's no, there's no shade here. But when you're talking about building football teams, the Eagles, like a lot of teams, And here, let me give you something that the Philadelphia Eagles fall in line with every other team. They don't make the tough cut. Here's the players that should be cut. Okay? That Derek Barnett guy sucks. Should be off the team. Jalen Rager sucks. Off the team. J-Jaw sucks. Off the team. Fletcher Cox Passes time. No disrespect. If you could do it in New England where you can move Richard Seymour, you can move Fletcher Cox in Philly. Those are tough cuts. That's why New England will always have a balanced salary cap under Belichick and why they did with Brady. They made those tough cuts and tough moves. They were never going to ever pay Darrell Rivas what he wanted. They let the Jets and the Bucks do that. Then they bring them back. They go to a Super Bowl and they rob somebody else. The Eagles have about five guys on that roster they shouldn't have. But because they don't like looking bad in the media or what have you, that it goes against draft stats where you bombed in it or what have you, and perception looks bad, that matters a lot to them because the GM, his reputation is on that. Because he's got more autonomy than the head coach. That's what that is. You got a general manager that sits around and protects himself by having shitty dudes still on the roster. You think Barnett should be on the roster or Rager or Jaw or Fletcher at 14-4? Fletcher Cox, if he went out into the open market, nobody on the planet would pay him what you would on a franchise tag. Franchise tag is $18 million, $17.5, I think it is. It's like $17.5. You're three millions under the tag. No way. You could have used that money to bring in Honey Badger. Elevated Milton Williams, had it cheaper, paid for an experienced safety 
who's been in a Super Bowl and is a ball hawk. But for whatever reason, you keep Fletcher Cox on the team at 14-4, and you think you're doing yourself a favor by cutting $4 million off the cap. Big deal. You got a lesser safety from San Francisco than you could have if you brought in Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. You could have increased and improved your football team dramatically. Smile. Seymour wasn't cut. He was traded to the Raiders. They got draft choices for him. I mean, that's, you know, here, 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 you know, you can rip Bill Belichick and the media does getting rid of uh, Nikhil Harry. At least they did. Get this. How long has Jalen Rager been on the team? How long is Jalen? How long is Jalen here? I need to find out some context here. So bear with me here. I'm going to show you the brilliance of Belichick versus your boy, Howie Roseman. What year was Jalen Rager drafted? Was he drafted in 2020? I think he was drafted in 2020, right? What year was Nikhil Harry drafted? I think he was drafted in 2019. Two thousand nineteen. They weren't going to give. They weren't going to give the kill Harry another year. Why? Why is the general manager of the Eagles giving that guy another year when you know he blows? What? What? New England moves off of him. Got to go. You got two wideouts that should not be on your team. J-Jaw and Rager. Now, I'm saying this on July 13th. Will they make the roster in September? You know, will they still be on the roster after Labor Day? So, you know, I want to temper it a little bit when I say that to you because – they may not make the roster, depending on what Zach Pascal does. Zach Pascal, if he looks good in the exhibition season, that would be the doom of Rager. It'll clearly be the end of J-Jaw. But then again, you're light at the tight end position, and the so-called move was to create depth. Okay? But look at some of the guys that are on the ball team. That is, this again, the saving of face is so obnoxious. You're afraid, oh wait, but that's really standard in Philly. 
You can't criticize Jalen Hurts for having a 10-play drive where he sucked. And you can clearly never criticize the general manager for some sorry-ass draft choices and some poor cap management. You still got Alshon Jeffrey's money on your cap. Thank you, Xander, for that one. Okay? Howie's a top five GM, maybe top three. Well, then why hasn't he gotten a quarterback position or the head coaching spot right? Lenny, if he's so great, he's never got the quarterback spot right. How can a guy be one of the better GMs when he's failed at wideout and any wideout that he's ever had outside of Devontae? We, you know, want to see what he does. Every wide receiver he's drafted has been horseshit. And if he wanted to get one, I mean, look, Deshaun Jackson, okay, um, had to get T.O. in free agency, had to get A.J. Brown in a trade. Who, who, who else would you give him massive credit for when it came to wide receivers in his time since 2000? Who else? Okay. Who else? And, and what, what he did with A.J. Brown, slick as hell. He covers his mistakes with J-Jaw and with Rager with A.J. Brown because he jettisons those two guys off the team. Look what I did. I brought in a $100 million franchise wide out. Yeah, but what about the wide receiver and quarterback position? The two most essential pieces you have to have and be right on. Look at Cincinnati. So you're telling me you don't think they're right on Joe Burrow and Jamar, Jamar Chase? They're, they're, hey, you're right 10 times over. Look at that thing. You don't think you're right in Los Angeles with the Chargers, with Mike Williams and Justin Herbert? Tom Telesco's right. Telesco's right. You've got to get the quarterback position right, friends. Every GM in the league has made mistakes. Yes, true. But, dude, you got to get the quarterback here. Joe Douglas with the Jets. Let's take him, for instance, former Eagle executive. His reputation's on Zach Wilson. His reputation is all on Zach's success. Nobody gives a shit about whether he drafts a DT or an OT or a running back or some strong safety. Nobody cares. Got to get the QB right. Dave Gettleman, the former general manager of the Giants, couldn't replace Eli Manning and the shitty old line he had there. Out. Chip Kelly couldn't get the QB thing right. Out. Plus, being a horrible human. Out. You don't get that position right. And you know what, man? Nick Foles, if I were Howie Roseman, I would send him a Christmas card every year thanking him for saving my ass. It's unprecedented. And you'll never see it again a substitute teacher being named NFL Super Bowl MVP and winning that game against Tom Brady. 
you'll never see that again. It's one in a million. It's, it's like that new telescope when we're watching all these new galaxies. You will never see that again. History, you'll never see that again. Some dude like Gardner Minshew winning the Super Bowl. Good luck. I wonder what the odds on that would be. Minshew winning the Super Bowl this year. A trillion to one? I might take that bet. Matt goes, Sills, when are you going to stop shitting on the Eagles? You sound like a Cowboy fan. No, we're having a conversation again here. Once again, Matt, you're getting yourself and your panties in a bind. It's all good, son. Hey, hey, Joseph, watch it. Hey, Joseph, dude, Sills, we own it. (laughs) Jeff Hostedler owns it too. I get it. No. I thought the Hostedler Super Bowl was the greatest substitute teacher Super Bowl of all time when he took over for Sims when they were 10 and 0. But the Foles one is the best of all time. And one of my favorite Super Bowl moments of all time. Let's do the Philly special. One of the greatest moments of all time. Okay. Doug Peterson didn't think 10 seconds of it. Go ahead. I was like, wow, that was so awesome. Excellent point, Sills. How many quarterbacks have come and gone? And a lot of it has to do with them hating Howie and him throwing anyone and everyone under the bus. Well, you fired the coach. You fire you fire two Super Bowl winning coach two, well, actually two Super Bowl winning coaches. Howie Roseman's fired. One's going to the Hall of Fame. And Doug Peterson is going to get his shot with the um Jaguars. Who fires two Hall of Fame or who fires two Super Bowl winning coaches and says that's a good move? And then you hire a guy who is on training wheels. And talks to me about Kobayashi videotapes and planting seeds and flowers and marijuana pot. I, I, I mean, who, who does that? A guy who's in control. And again, what I said to you was, I think Howie has done a wonderful job at building the team as the general manager. I think my problem with him is get out of the coaching room. I don't give a shit what you think about with us game planning against the Giants. What would you possibly know? How could you watch it on film? You're not a strategist. You're not a player. Most importantly, you're not a coach. But because you think it's, it's like the guy, it would be like this. Me sitting in an operating room watching a heart surgeon and me taking notes and me watching him for two years, 10 years, and then me saying, well, I could do the surgery too now because I, I stayed at a Holiday Ex- Express. <laughs> I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. I could do brain surgery now because I sat and watched it for 10 years. Come on, man. That's my problem. Because then you get in over your rails a little bit and you start telling the coach what's best and you go like this. That's why Doug Peterson went like this. Shut up. What would you know? 
And then when you start getting in that adversarial tone and that conversation, that's why Sirianni's important to Howie Roseman. He's not going to get any kick up. You know when I knew that? You're not going to get any kick up when you have to beg for Zach Pascal to be on the team. Hey, Howie, do you think it's okay if we make a trade for a guy that I think is being underutilized in Indianapolis? I talked to Frank. We could make the deal. He really he likes the guy too, but he's just not going to get the touches here. Do you think we can please make the deal? Sure. The numbers fit. He's only making a million. It's all good. Go get him. Dude, when I got to call my you, – you think Mike Tomlin does that in Pittsburgh? Mike Tomlin used to go to Kevin Colbert and go, I want this guy here. Let's see if we can get it done. Okay. Hey, Dank, right? I sit around and think that I can, like, you know, rebuild an engine because I'm going to take notes and I'm watching a guy and me go in there thinking that I can re rebuild an engine because I watched the guy do it. Come on, man. It's everybody staying in their, in their lanes. Okay. Well, you played football and talk like you don't know shit, but we ain't holding that against you, man. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Joseph. I guess. <laughs> Perfect example. Jerry Jones and Jimmy. That's the best example and best analogy you can have. Jerry Jones knows how to make money, and he's the greatest brander of all time. If Jerry Jones was so smart of a general manager, why haven't they been able to duplicate the things they did when Jimmy Johnson was in the building in Dallas? Why? They've replaced Emmett with Zeke. They replaced Michael Irvin with Amari Cooper, Des Bryant. They replaced Aikman with Romo and Dak. There's your so-called big three. The one person they haven't been able to replace was the football guy, Jimmy Johnson. All the things that Jerry talks about, about football, talent, evaluating. If he's so brilliant of a GM and president, and he takes credit for those three Super Bowls that they won, why hasn't he been able to do it again? Ozzie Newsom did it. Ozzie Newsom did it with Brian Billick rebuilt the football team, and won a Super Bowl with John Harbaugh. San Francisco, Ed DiBartolo, had John McVay, when they were building those football teams with Bill Walsh, they won three Super Bowls. Carmen Policy, and then they brought in um, Dwight Clark. They won another Super Bowl. Organizations that are really well-run, can rebuild and do it again. Look at the Heat. The Heat are a great example. Pat Riley wins with Shaq a championship. Turns around and does a LeBron James championship run. Then he brings in Jimmy Butler, and the team is a perennial Eastern Conference favorite. Then they have the best record in the East this year. Pat Riley knows how to rebuild. Same thing with Jerry West. There's certain guys that know what they're doing. And there's certain guys who get in the way. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry knows how to make money, man. Joseph, all good, man. Let's see here. 
What has Howie done that would suggest he understands football, the game, not just the business? Chris, I would say this to you. He hasn't got the quarterback or wide receiver position right at all. Okay? And when the Eagles have to cover for all the mistakes they make at wideout, outside of the Jerry Macklins, Jeremy Macklins and the Deshaun Jacksons, they go out and cover it with T.O. and A.J. Brown. It's the greatest way to cover up a mistake is go get a legitimate pro. To me, the biggest thing that would have happened in the offseason would have been if the Eagles would have landed on Russell Wilson or a legitimate veteran quarterback. Because they haven't been able to get the position right. Shit, man. Look at what Joe Burrow has done to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow changed the culture around in Cincinnati. And I'm not saying that the Eagle culture was so bad, but at the time it was. Between the Wentz and Foles scenario and how things were playing out, it was a crap show inside the locker room. Jalen settled that. Well, well, it's lesser talent settling it. And lesser talent usually settles that. Because people have to defend it. You don't have to defend. Hey, if Aaron Rodgers is an a-hole, you don't have to defend Aaron Rodgers. You know why? He's a great player. Aaron Rodgers, the jerk, who cares? That's why nobody in Green Bay cares that Rodgers is a jackass. Nobody cares because he's great. He's he's spectacular. Ed DeBartolo is not only a great owner, but he's one of my dearest friends. friends. I've been an Eagles fan for 50 years. I know about Howie. You'd rather have one of these lame Cleveland or Jacksonville. I never said I think Jacksonville or Cleveland are well run. That's not something out of my mouth. I think Andrew Barry's had a great offseason. I think what Jacksonville did by hiring Doug Peterson, I think it's absolutely spectacular. They got an adult in the building there. Yeah. I think Jacksonville righted the ship by hiring Doug Peterson. If you're trying to tell me that you think Nick Sirianni's a better head football coach than Doug Peterson, Joseph, you lose me on that, Mr. 50-year football guy. So according to you, you think that Nick Sirianni's a better coach than Kevin Stefanski, who won an NFL Coach of the Year award two years ago, and Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Nice call. Yeah, sounds like you've been watching a lot of football, dude. My five Heisman Trophy favorites. By the way, Xander, you will like this. Will Anderson is the outlier here, okay? He's the outlier, the edge rusher, linebacker from Alabama. This guy could win it. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, quarterback, number five. Tyler Van Dyke. Miami quarterback, number four. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback. Number two, Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback. You could potentially see a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner 
that would be the first since Archie Griffin. And C.J. Stroud right now is the favorite from Ohio State to win the Heisman Trophy. Dylan Gabriel, five. Tyler Van Dyke, four. Caleb Williams, three. Bryce Young, two. And C.J. Stroud, number one. You guys are all number one. I appreciate you guys all coming aboard with us, man. Really cool stuff today. We made a new friend in Philly, Mike. All good. You guys were wonderful. Please hit the like button on the way out the door. If you missed any of the show, like it, watch it a little bit later till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We shall see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.